Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're on the edge of your seat. Feelings running high. They're the best in the world. They made that white ball fly. Who will it be? Who'll be the kings? It's a once in a to play that. What a way to bring me down. What a way to bring me down, Brian. After pumping me up with that amazing track from 1992, you had to go and play that from 2015, didn't you? Hello, Grant Elliott. Who'll rule the world? Who'll rule the world? I remember that tune. What a tune that was. That was what a banger. 19, oh, 1992, and that was... Um, when I was uh, 13 years of age, and that's when I was deciding I wanted to play in a World Cup back in those days. So, like, it was so inspirational, the coloured clothing, the white ball, Alan Donald, uh, the no ball wasn't called, first ball of his World Cup, um, where cool. Brian Aldridge, uh, I think Rod Marsh nicked it, and he said he didn't see it, it was too quick. Uh, yeah, heartbreak. <laughs> for the South Africans. <laughs> well, no, nothing's really changed, Grant. Nothing's no, really changed since 1992, right? <laughs> no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't, Daniel. But it, I think everyone's excited for this first game. It's pretty cool how they, they get the two finalists from the, the previous World Cup. And these two teams, uh, from my uh, maths and stats, they've met 94 times and England have won 45 and New Zealand have won 44. So wouldn't it be perfect if England, uh, if New Zealand win this one to go 45 all and have a tie break in number of games won? Well, I just mentioned the unmentionable uh, and made the point. I, I want some payback tomorrow, Grant, and into the wee hours of Friday morning. I want some payback, even, even for just a second or two. It would make me feel a little bit better from four years ago. Are you still hurting? Are you still hurting from <laughs> don't, that? Don't tell me to get over a grant. You know that. That is a no-go yeah. zone. Well, you know that um, what scares me about this England team, and I, d I don't want to put you in a negative uh, headspace, but um, sorry, I'm in between school holidays here and uh, program. I'm actually just dropping my son off for the 13B Porirua basketball team. Off he goes. Good luck, son. Go well, Zion. Um, what I was saying was um, the, the England team, they've got, uh, from my calculations, eight of the players that played in that final. 
So um, eight members from their squad that triumphed on the soil in the last World Cup under Owen Morgan. So uh, that's quite significant. Uh, there's players there that have obviously experienced that intense um, competition and pressure uh, in a World Cup. And uh, I always think that experience counts so much in these World Cups. It really does. Like experience is the one thing that carries you through in this competition. So looking at their team, you know, they've got players like Ben Stokes coming back in, uh, someone like Mo and Ali and Joss Butler. They'll be looking at those sort of players, Johnny Besto. Um, but on the other side, to keep us nice and positive, you look at our team. Obviously, from what I hear, Daniel Kane-Williamson is unavailable for this first game. Um, is that what you've got, your intel? Yep. That, that, that yeah. appears to be yeah. the case, Grant. So that, that has yeah. ramifications at the top of the order. So there is the, the, you know, the when Kane Williamson is back lineup. but what do you do when he's out of the mix? Um, has Rachin Ravindra um, firmed up as the opener for the opening game as a result of his recent form? Well, okay, you know that I've been, I'm a massive Rachin fan. I, I would have said three or four years ago, I said, this is, this is the most talented player we've got in New Zealand at, at, at the moment. And I sort of felt like he plateaued for a while, for two years there. He plateaued and he had moments of brilliance. You know, he scored a double hundred for, for Durham and uh, he's gone on. Every time he played a, a tour game, he'd get a hundred. Um, he's shown glimpses of it. But what baffles me is that why have we only tried him at the top now? You know, why, why is that, you know, just the game before a, uh, a World Cup, we, we, we play him at the top. He does extremely well. And yes, he can become an option. Uh, maybe if you look at the right-hand, left-hand combinations that we could use, if we keep Daryl Mitchell at four. Remember, Daryl Mitchell batted at three in Pakistan. Um, so if we keep him at four and we don't bat him at three, yeah, Rachin does become an option. He becomes an option because uh, Henry Nichols is obviously not there. Henry Nichols has sort of played in that spot. But then I ask the question, why didn't we keep playing Rutchen at the top? We've kept playing him at the middle order all the time. He's got his role and he almost nailed it. He got that 60 and four wicket haul um, against England. Uh, and he almost started looking comfortable in that role as, as the all-rounder. Um, so he's an option, but uh, yeah, I'm sort of... I'm just not happy with the planning that, that's gone into it. But I guess that that all revolves around Kane and carrying, um, you know, captain who's probably a little bit ginger after his first couple of games and looking after him. But this is a big one. This is how you start this competition. And it's against a team that's not from the subcontinent. So already, you know, the, the, the playing fields are, are even. Um, and uh, we've just got to come out firing. I guess the other person that you... You might wonder about is Mark Chapman, whether or not it'll be between a Rutchen and a Mark Chapman. They give you that ability to bowl a couple of overs of spin and that left-hander um, in the top order. So which way are you leaning? I quite like the idea of Rutchen. I think he's a better bowler than Mark Chapman, so I'd actually lean for Rutchen. I just think, you know, you've got someone who's in form, he's confident, like he would be extremely confident after that Pakistan outing, so... I, I would play Ratchin. I'd definitely play him. And then you've got Will Young and Devin Conway at the top. Uh, before we dig a little bit deeper on New Zealand and some of the other contenders, uh, really interesting story 
uh, thanks to the now incoming MCC president, Mr. Mark Nicholas. Everyone will remember Mark Nicholas, the cricket commentator, but he's now in uh, the uh, prestigious position of president at the Marleybone Cricket Club. Of course, the world's most active cricket club, owner of Lords, the guardians of the laws of the game, and uh, you know, formerly the governing body of cricket. Uh, they retain considerable global influence. How's this? Uh, and a direct quote from him. We strongly believe that one-day internationals should be World Cups only. We think it's difficult bilaterally now to justify them. They're not filling the grounds in a lot of countries, and there is a power at the moment to T20 cricket, which is almost supernatural. In a free market, the most money wins, and that's just the end game. What say you, Grant Elliott, to the notion that one-day cricket should only be the domain of a Cricket World Cup? I don't mind it. I think, you know, something has to change. Uh, the players have always spoken about how much cricket they've got. And, you know, everyone talks about one-day cricket. It had the opportunity to change and morph itself into something more exciting, and it hasn't. I think it's just... I just think it's the length of the game, to be honest. I think one-day cricket is amazing, but I think, you know, it's just uh, the nature of what we do and how much time we've got in our weeks these days. I mean, I just recently played in, obviously, you know, that well-documented T10 tournament in, in Miami. Now, like, how ridiculous is that? Like, 10 over games, 60 balls, but it's an hour and a half. So it's perfect for broadcast. It's absolutely perfect. Um, T20s, you know, three hours, it's great. Uh, six hours is a little bit awkward. Uh, who's got six hours where they can sit down and watch a game? So, yeah, I, I do think that international games, I think that that's what uh, will become of international cricket. I don't want to be, you know, really pessimistic about it because I love international cricket. I want international cricket to be the pinnacle. But you're up against private equity and... You know, it's probably going to end up being like football World Cups where people are playing for their league teams, privately owned teams, but then every four years you turn out for a World Cup for your country and everyone gets behind it. So I think that that will be the future. Uh, how they, they manage that in the interim will be an interesting one. But I, I wouldn't get rid of one-day cricket straight away, but I think inevitably that what, that's what will happen. Cricketers love cash. Cricketers love cash. Uh, we'll talk about that more um, down the line, won't we, Grant? Uh, and I'm sure on Saturday too. Williamson watch, the doomsday clock. We've been calling it on the Saturday session. How worried about Williamson are you? I I asked Smithy how, because Smithy was there commentating the game, is how he looked, and he said uh, he, didn't, he didn't look 100. So, I mean, you're not going to be 100. I, you know, to all those listeners that are, are wondering, you know, how you get over an injury. I mean, this is a significant injury where he's raced, um, you know, against the clock to get there. And there is a little bit in, in the back of your mind, there, there, there is that, um, you know, a little bit of intrepidation when you go out there and you're not too sure, you're not too confident on it. And it takes a while for you to get that confidence up. So what I do wonder is, is this Kane Williamson's potentially his last World Cup? Is that what he's thinking? Is that why, you know, maybe he's he's a race against the clock to get there? Because you are risking a whole season of international cricket. Um, and only he can answer that. And only the, the medical staff can answer that. But the fact that he's not playing in the first game isn't great signs, is it? Um, and, he, and he obviously has the ability to just come in and perform like he did in the warm-up games. Uh, but it is unsettling. 
you know, unsettling. We're talking about, well, what's going to happen at the top of the order? The top of the order is the most important part of the, the batting order. Sets the foundation, sets you up for a win, and then the middle order comes and puts the cream on the top, you know, hopefully finishes. So, yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I hope that he's fit. I hope it's just this one game. I hope he can play the rest of them. Um, obviously, you can leave him out for a few minnow games if, he, if he's not feeling great. But, yeah, we want Kane in the team. We want him in the team. But um, I don't want him to uh, injure himself in the process and we miss out on, you know, another year of, uh, of watching Kane Williamson play international cricket. Uh, you need a well-balanced side to win in India. That is obvious. Uh, if you look at track record, especially with the ball, uh, swing and spin is uh, right at the top of the wish list for your attack. They, they seemingly uh, are so key to picking up wickets. You obviously need to score runs like every one-day tournament. It'd be interesting to see how these tracks play, considering it is an ICC tournament um, and not uh, pitches prepared by the BCCCI. Sorry, Indian groundsmen. Um, who do you like as contenders for this tournament, how big a bunch is that 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 front front group of teams? Yeah, I mean, Sanyal Gavaskar has actually tipped England to to win it, the first ever team to go back to back. And yeah, they, they've got a, a decent team, England. They've got a like you said, Daniel, well rounded team. Um, you know, they've got everything. They you know they've got the league spin. Um, they've got you know a bit of off spin there. Even Liam Livingston can bowl a bit of spin. So you, you look at your, your spin options as well as, as pace, someone like Mark Wood. We, we've got that balance as well, I think. I think we've got enough of a balance. The only thing we're missing, and I keep banging on about it in the, um, in the Saturday sesh, is an off spinner. And I don't know if you saw in the warm-up game, Glenn Phillips bowled in the power play. Um, as an off spinner. So we're obviously going to turn to him for a couple of overs if we need to. But, you know, your original question, the contenders, I think it's just, you know, your India, I think India will be hard to beat. I, I, I just, I can't see anyone beating them. The only, uh, they, they'll just beat themselves, to be honest. That's the only way that they're going to lose it. Um, and Australia, England, and then there's space for one more. So I think there's those three teams and then space for one more. Um, Australia will be uh, better for the run because they've had a series there. Um, you know, that, that will really help their, them get adapted to the conditions. There's a lot of players that have played over there. And also your, your IPL players. Those IPL players that have played in India for, um, you know, a number of years, being accustomed to those conditions. I know that you say it's, a, a, it's an ICC tournament, but we know that those pitches always do favour India a little bit, don't they? Um, so that'll be interesting to watch. But that last What are you saying there, Grant? What are you saying there, Grant? What I'm saying that when I went over there in 2016 in the T20 World Cup, the first pitch we played on was the biggest Bunsen burner I'd ever seen. We couldn't play in the nets. There were cracks. Like, I mean, you've seen my frame. I was scared I was going to fall down those cracks. Uh, <laughs> there were some significant cracks in the wicket. And we actually... We played so well because Satner and Sodi outspun India and we played them at their own game and we beat them in the opening game. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't really an ICC uh, curated pitch, I don't think, on that particular day. Um, so that'll be uh, interesting to see. And that, that last place team that you're talking about, um, I want it to be New Zealand. I think Pakistan are um, a good team 
contender as well. And then South Africa have come in. But for me, Pakistan, I, I sort of feel like they're dark horses this year. I just feel like they're, they're, they've got something special to offer. And I know that they're rocks or diamonds, but, you know, looking at their coaching staff and, you know, the boxes that they take, I know how good their preparation has been. So I'm going to put Pakistan up there and South Africa a little bit too hot and cold for me. Well, what a narrative that would be, Pakistan winning in India. My Lord, oh, that would be huge. I don't know. Well, I have spoken to my Pakistan friends about that. I've said, you know, what what would happen if you win in India? They went, it's not possible. We can't win in India. <laughs> <laughs> they, weren't, they, weren't, they weren't allowed. I was like, what do you mean they weren't allowed? They went, no, it's not possible. Uh, Impossible. It's not happening. Yeah, no, so they don't believe. They don't believe that uh, Pakistan will ever win in India. But uh, that would be uh, quite, uh, quite a story, I think. Grant, thanks so much for dropping by. I know you've got to go be a, a caring father, as you always are. Get in there and watch that Potidor under 13 basketball game. Uh, thanks for your time, and I'll see you Saturday, my friend. Mate, I love your show. I, I actually wasn't sure if it was Smithy's show. I remember how we were so confused. I thought I was on Smithy's show, and I was like, oh, are you doing the morning shows? So once again, you've jumped ship. You better be there on Saturday. You know better than leaving the show to myself. Uh, it always turns out being a shambles, and I... I can't cope with Dean and his phone calls coming through. You know that I can't, so I'll need you. <laughs> oh, don't take that personally, Dean. There's a lot of love there. Thanks so much, Grunter. Appreciate it. And that is the great T.S. Elliott.